We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Steven Adams is a monster, man. He's a, <laughs> he's a monster like somebody from Game of Thrones or something. Like we call him uh, Gandalf because like he's never early or late. He's always <laughs> at the right time. And my job is to never stop, regardless of percentages. I don't really give a damn about percentages, honestly. All I care about is wins. Yeah, I'm used to it. I'm used to this. Y'all ain't met playoff P yet, huh? <laughs> Hello, what's up, and welcome to the Uncontested's first ever YouTube Live Hangout. I am joined here post-NBA draft. I have Taylor Peterson with me. What's up? We have Kamiar Moravian. I just got done taking a nap. <laughs> and I have Nick Crane. Yeah, I should have napped through that draft. The Thunder didn't do anything. That is correct. We are the hat gang today. Yeah. And we are going oh, to break hats. down... The draft just finished, like just now, so we're going to break down the NBA draft. We're going to talk league-wide and about the Thunder. We'll take some questions if you guys have any questions, and we will look to NBA free agency, which starts in about eight or nine days. Um, Very excited. That's really when the Thunder are going to do some big things, probably. So first off, let's break down the draft. We were hoping that this would be a really popular. Oh, oh, breaking news. Wait, yeah, we got a. On the dadgum video. <laughs> OKC has acquired Kentucky's Hamid. How do you say that? Diallo. I like him. Leak I like him. Tellius, man. Charlotte selected him with the 45th pick, but the deal cannot be done until July 6th. That would be awesome. Yeah. We tweeted in the Slack or we posted in the Slack about him. They got um, a player that will never play. I'm so excited. They got two players. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least at least I know the name. That's more than I can say. All I know is he's a freak athlete who shot like fifty percent from the free throw line. So, oh boy. I mean, What's up? Welcome, Andre Robertson, two Yeah. Except not as good on defense. Better on offense, yeah. I would say. 
So, well, that's exciting. We have breaking news on the video. There yeah. we go. The second so that's, second. Uh, that's interesting. And it's yeah. with Charlotte. We've talked about Charlotte a little bit on the podcast as somebody who would potentially maybe take the uh, mellow contract in exchange for Batum. Yeah. So is there something going on there or maybe previous talks before this one? Something to look into. Hey, he he was a five star recruit coming out of high school, so at least and at least okay. he's got some uh, some hype behind him, you know. Well, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. My favorite part about the draft for the Thunder is when they drafted a guy that tore his ACL twice. That's good. <laughs> that's the first thing that popped up when I googled. Was it both knees or one knee twice? It was each knee once <laughs> which, which of those two options do you guys think is worse Te- tearing both ACLs or telling tearing one of them twice well, they say, equally bad. Option three where you draft him is the worst decision yeah. yeah well no they say that like you come back uh stronger once you get your ACL repaired so maybe he's just got like some super good knees now right. or maybe he's just well maybe they're stronger but better slow as hell yeah well vertical got cut by like 25 inches and he's a big man. Yeah. He's like he's like what six foot six, but his wingspan's like way super long. Yeah, I think he was wing- seven with a seven wingspan. Goodness. That wingspan only shit if it can't jump under a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So let's talk about the first round of the draft where things were actually somewhat interesting. I was really excited for um, the lottery of this draft. It seemed like there was going to be a lot of movement. We didn't know what all was going to happen. Uh, so let me ask all three of you guys, what was your favorite pick in the lottery as far as player and fit and uh, someone that you're excited to see how they're going to pan out in the league? So to start things off, we had a kind of a big trade, one of the only big trades of the night. And I consider it big because the Atlanta Hawks drafted Doncic and traded him to the Mavericks for, I believe, a future first rounder and Trey Young. So yep. that was kind of cool. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited about that. Uh, more breaking news. Mark Stein, our goal, or R.C. Buford, was being interviewed about Kawhi, and he said our goal is to keep him as a part of our program. So there you go. Kawhi staying. Not going to Los Angeles. That's right. He will LeBron James and Paul George will. Kamiar, <laughs> what was your favorite pick, favorite player, most interesting fit in the lottery tonight? My favorite pick and player in the lottery was when Michael Porter Jr. went on the uh, went on the record as far as saying, "Hey, I'm a I'm a mix between Jordan and Tracy McGrady and Kevin Durant and LeBron James, and I'm the best guy <laughs> in this draft." And then he almost falls out of the lottery. Yeah, so uh, that was my favorite part of it. Uh, I think his uh, his knees, not his sorry, not his knees, his back is a huge concern. That's why so many people passed on him. I mean, he, last year he would have been consensus number one, and right. he dropped to 14. So, Nick, what about you? Yeah, I'm the same way with uh, MPJ. I mean, they literally have a, a stacked roster outside of small forward, and that's a void he can fill. So if you can take a gamble on a guy that can be, you know, five years from now, you know, Ben Simmons 2.0 potentially – why not go for the for the gamble? Because now they're going to have a lineup of um, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, him, Millsap, and they're and so young. Joke. I mean, that's that team right there. Uh, I mean, as far as a young future team goes, that that's as good or better than Philly, in my opinion. For sure, I I really enjoy the fit of. I'm really happy Luca went to Dallas. 
I just I, I, I think he needs to go to a good situation and for him to be coached down there by Carlisle, I think it's a great fit. I also really liked Wendell Carter Jr. to Chicago, pair him with Laurie Markinen. I think that's going to be a yeah, really yeah. good front court. I think Wendell Carter Jr. is going to be a good defender and really cover up some of Markinen's deficiencies. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was a good trade as well. I was also surprised whenever Charlotte selected Shea Gilgius Alexander. And they traded him. That uh, I thought he was going to be the, uh, the next guy to come in after Kemba, but yep. they ended up trading him. And so that was a really good pickup for for the Clippers. You know, the, the Clippers got him. And then who who did the Clippers get at 13 again? So they got uh, Gilgius Alexander and oh, they got from Boston Robinson. Boston, right? Yeah, Robinson. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, it's kind of funny. From what I've read is he's kind of similar to our Robinson, but maybe a little better, a lot more potential on offense. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious to see how that plays out because they're going to be long and they're going to be athletic. They're going to be, I don't know, they'll be a lot of fun to watch next season, I think. They're going to have a lot of young talent, uh, a lot of athleticism. They're going to run the floor, I, I think. Uh, I'm kind of curious because they drafted a, what's his face from OSU last year? Um, Evans, Juwan Evans. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious if who's going to get that starting point guard role now with Alexander and, and Evans. And how many years does Patrick Beverly still have on his contract? Oh, Beverly, that's right. I think he's got, I think- I think he's got like one, right? I want. I want to say it's one, because I've heard something semi recently about him. Also, the only thing about the Clips, I'm kind of iffy because it's a little bit of a gamble because they pass up on a uh, Porter Jr., um, Smith, a couple others that I think maybe a lot of people are saying could have been better prospects than Jerome Robinson, but only time will tell. Yeah, I was I was shocked that with two picks there, you don't take a gamble at least on one of those on kinda Porter Jr. I, I yeah. mean, why? Why not? That's why I kind of like what Denver did. Like you were saying, Nick, they have all that young talent now. I think Porter could fit really well there. Uh, if he can stay healthy, this body yeah, let him play basketball, yeah. I think it'll be I mean, be a heck but of for, the, for the Clippers, though, as um, being an L.A. team and, you know, Kawhi saying he wants to go to L.A., preferably the Lakers, but, you know, potentially would be happy with the Clippers. If you're going to look to make a splash, even with that uncertainty, I think a guy like Michael Porter Jr. and his future – would be way more attractive for a guy like Kawhi than, than drafting who they did. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's kind of a good point as far as if you're trying to keep LeBron James in Cleveland, I got a good idea. Let's draft another point guard. Colin, Colin Sexton does not have a jump shot whatsoever. Like, if you're trying to win now, high risk, high reward says you go and you draft Michael Porter Jr., yeah, but that's a good decided point. not to. So, I mean, that's another reason why I say LeBron James is going to Los Angeles. And then, like, of course, Wintour's got on the TV and was like, hey, basically, I think. That's, so he, yeah. didn't, he, didn't, he didn't say, like, oh, yeah, I've talked to LeBron, even though the guy, like, sits on LeBron's nuts. Uh, <laughs> he didn't say, oh, oh, he's going here. He's, he said, essentially, it's down to basically two guys, or there are two front runners, which – if there's anybody that knows anything about LeBron James' choices, it's probably Brian Windhorst because that dude like lives in Followed his basement okay? since he was like and yeah, so, 15. So that's a reason why I say that they're probably heading for a rebuild, especially if they're going to try to trade Kevin Love. Kevin Love's on the chop block, and that's why I would say LeBron James would be going to Los Angeles because that team is already better than what Cleveland has right now. Yeah. Now, there was a report that really surprised me. I think I saw it yesterday that apparently Cleveland does not want to trade Kevin Love, even if LeBron were to leave, which I think is probably a 
big mistake, assuming LeBron leaves and they hold on to love like that. I guess they're just hoping that K-Love can tap into his Minnesota uh, Minnesota K-Love and can they can kind of build around him, maybe Sexton now, but I just I don't see that. I agree. I was very surprised with that pick. I think a lot of analysts were surprised with that pick. That was iffy. So let's snag a couple of comments and questions off of our YouTube live here. Uh, the first one, we have a couple of people saying the Celtics got a steal. Um, they pick, and I'm going to forget his name, but the kid from Texas. Robert Williams. Yeah. Yeah. They, that was they, surprising. Robert Williams from Texas A&M, who apparently has questions about like his work ethic and like his drive to play the game. But – He's crazy athlete, great talent, yeah. and seems uh, like he could have been a lottery pick. Actually, I think he was projected late lottery tonight. I think he was lottery, projected yeah. to the to the Clippers in one of those two picks. They're yeah. surprised he dropped. So, so he dropped quite a ways, and the Celtics got one of um, well, one of their picks is a young big, which they definitely needed to kind of back up Al Horford and kind of build with the rest of this young core that they have. So. Uh, I thought that was an interesting pick. I also, and we can touch on this a little bit. I know Taylor retweeted it. I'm not sure if I retweeted it or not. I know the uncontested didn't retweet it. But Terry Rozier was on Bleacher Report and literally awesome. FaceTimed Danny Ainge while Ainge was on the clock to make the pick, asking Ainge who they were picking, and then leaked it to Bleacher Report, which yeah, I thought yeah. was the best thing of the night. That was Second awesome. best thing of the night, but it was Behind really funny. Woes. Woes. So, just, so just one thing I want to add. I'm echoing. You guys hear that? <laughs> or is that just me? Okay. So Woj doesn't tweet outside of the whole, you know, draft picks and, and whatnot. And one of the few tweets that he did kind of adding on to his tweet about the Celtics selecting Robert William was that he could potentially be the steal of the first round. And he added somebody from ESPN who compared him to Clint Capella at pick 27. Mm-hmm. of his draft and how he's developed into one of the, you know, one of the biggest center prospects really in the league right now um, has potential. And so he was really excited about him. So I think that says a lot. If was just making special tweets during the draft, particularly during the first round to talk about how somebody's a still, I think he has a lot of potential. And then, yeah, you mentioned uh, all of Woj's loophole tweets. How awesome was that? Yeah. So I, I wanted to say that. <laughs> it, it, it definitely seemed like, so we, we know that the NBA reached out to Yahoo and reached out to ESPN and basically asked them, hey, please don't tweet out the picks before we announce them. That way, you know, we, we avoid like people not tuning in to watch the, the show. So first three picks, Shams, radio silence. Woj, radio silence. Mark Stein, pardon Coming me. Coming in hot. Mark Stein said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this thing and started tweeting out all the picks. So then Woj and Shams got in on it. But the best thing about Woj is that he did not want to report, quote-unquote report, this is the next pick. So he used a whole – he busted out the thesaurus, and he was talking about teams either focusing on or zeroing in on different players. Lasering in. Yeah, that was Kamiar's favorite, I think. (laughs) There was another – oh, what was the one with the Jazz? He used a not – yeah, it was a double he, negative. It was a double negative. He was like, they are, there's no chance they do not pass on or something yeah. like that. It was incredible. Well, apparently so uh, apparently the Thunder are zeroed in on drafting players that none of the fans have ever heard of. Yeah. Uh, that's breaking news there. Yep. I, uh, I, I used the Google machine quite a bit tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. 
other thing in the YouTube live that has been mentioned to us. Um, and I guess Nick, I will come to you for this one. Luca Doncic's mother. Ooh, oh, boy. man. Andre Iguodala had, uh, had a little bit of something to say about her. <laughs> yeah. He, he was impressed just like the rest of the world. I mean, come on. I mean, if you're Dallas, why not go for a guy like him? At least bring her to the city. <laughs> what do you have to lose? I mean, I think you got a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader right there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm living here in Dallas now. I'm sure J.R. Smith is in the DMs as we speak. Oh, yes. Hashtag pipe oh, it up. Yes. Oh, yes. Get up. Dirk, Dirk, Dirk may be low-key uh, swinging his game here this next coming year. Delonte yeah. West is going to come out of retirement and go and play for the Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's good stuff. Um, another steal, I think, of this draft, uh, Lonnie Walker. Is that his oh, name? Yeah. Lonnie Walker? Yep, to- from Miami. I, have in my I know he had some medical questions, but like really good athlete, good shooter. Um, he's going to go down to San Antonio and thrive. If, if, yeah. if you're a wing yeah. with some talent and you go to San Antonio, your stock instantly rises. He, get the best out of him. He, he might, he might play next year as Manu Ginobili is becoming a dinosaur. Um, he, he might get some time here and there and he's, He's going to be great down there. I have no doubt in my mind he's going to be great down there. He may start next year if Kawhi leaves. Yeah. I like what I like what you said about Walker kind of being under Ginobili and kind of getting to be mentored by him, which brings up another point I wanted to mention. I think an underrated aspect of Doncic going to Dallas, Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. And getting to be under him for Dirk's essentially and most likely his last season. Yep. I think that'll be really, really cool seeing him against uh, or seeing him with Dennis Smith jr. That'll be a lot of fun, but I agree with you on the Walker on the Walker. note. I have that in my notes. I think uh, under coach pop and in that system, he's just going to thrive and be really, really good. I'm excited about that. Um, another, another team we haven't mentioned yet is Phoenix. And cause it was kind of obvious who they were going to pick number one with Aiden, but then they trade for Michael bridges. And then they got that Okaboo, that six, foot three point guard from fan from uh france yeah mm-hmm. i think they had a solid draft i think those are three guys that have How, a ton of potential well i i have two things to say uh before we before i talk about phoenix uh unpopular take here i don't think luca is gonna be a franchise changing player maybe i sound like colin cowherd right now he's gonna be a good player and i'm not saying he won't average you know 15 7 and 7 in you know, over the course of his career I just don't think he's a franchise changing changing player that everyone thinks is going to be like make the Mavs a contender. I, I still think they're going to be a bottom ten team this year. I I mean he's he's good, but I still think he'll be a glorified role player. If he ever wins a ring, he'll be a third or fourth option on the team, kind of like yeah. a Draymond glue guy. Uh, but but on the uh, on the Bridges thing for Phoenix, how different is he than Josh Jackson they drafted last year? A three and D guy. You know, a, a wing that I mean, how different is he? That's a good a, question. I think he's a little heavier, but outside of that, yeah, I think they're just they were looking for length and athleticism. That's what's really strange to me. I mean, Philly was linked to Bridges, uh, Michael Bridges. That it's is a seamless fit. Yeah, and he, I mean, they were linked to him for a week or two now, and then they make that trade. And I get it. I mean, they got a second rounder, a future second rounder from like Miami or something out of it that Phoenix had. So that's a trade ship, a trade asset. But I just don't know. I mean, Smith's one of the oldest guys in the draft. That's who they traded, who uh, 
sorry, what who Philadelphia traded for. He's one of the oldest guys in the draft. Bridges young has a lot more potential. I thought that was really interesting too. I'm curious. Well, how, sa- how savage was it that they were like hyping up that Bridges mom is like VP of whatever for the 76ers and he's staying yeah. home playing for his mom's team. And like, she's over there crying. And, yeah. And he's yeah. going through the tunnel. Like after they get drafted and they go on stage, they have like all this media stuff they do. And he's doing all this media sitting there thinking, man, I'm staying home playing for my mom's 76ers and it's like dog you just got traded sorry that's yeah. savage Actually, I, I read a tweet uh, he did his whole media availability and talked about playing with Embiid and Simmons and Sarich ugh. and he didn't have his phone up there and he did the whole media availability and in the final like one to two minutes of that media avail- media availability is when Shams tweeted out that that trade wow. and not only not only is it is it that aspect it's like you're sitting there thinking I got drafted in the lottery and I'm playing for a contender. And then it's like, ah, uh, I'm going to go play for a franchise that probably won't have a winning record for a couple years. If With ever. a bunch of rookies. Yeah. Years, that's that's just years. like perfect scenario. You love your life. And it's like, uh, I mean, you're blessed to be in the NBA regardless, but it's interesting. That, sucks. that was really weird. So another question for you and call me, I'm going to start with you on this one. Which player to the team do you think is culturally a better fit? Grayson Allen to the Utah Jazz. I was going to mention that. Or Javon Carter to the Memphis Grizzlies. That's a good question. Um, Probably Javon Carter to the Memphis Grizzlies strictly because his his whole dynamic, his whole identity is being a dog on defense. And that reminds you of like the old the old grindhouse days, as far as what Memphis is kind of used to is that being a dog on defense. Whereas Grayson Allen's only claim to fame for being a great fit in in uh, Utah is probably being white and smug. One hundred percent, Joe Ingles two point Yeah, yeah. I hate Grayson Allen, man. If, if he would have gone to the Warriors, that would have just made them the – I mean, they're already the most hated team ever, but if he would have gone to the Warriors, like, yeah, in the NBA, that's not even cool. I um, I did think it was – I'm not a big Grayson Allen fan, but I thought it was kind of cool that Donovan Mitchell was at the draft kind of covering it and went up and dapped up his new teammate while yep. while he was doing his interview. I thought that was pretty cool. So. Because assuming he pans out, I mean, they'll be playing alongside each other. I think he would have done that for anybody, though. I don't think that's oh, yeah. like a Grayson yeah. Allen thing. I think it's just More Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell's character. Yep. He could have drafted me, and Donovan Mitchell would have said, oh, yeah, we got good upside here. I like this draft <laughs> pick. But, uh, I mean, that, that that's awesome of Donovan. He, it, it just shows how, how cool he is on and off the court. I love him. I'm yep. waiting for Grayson Allen to try to trip somebody in the NBA and get his face fucking knocked in. <laughs> yeah. so, so what happens when the Thunder go to Salt Lake City, uh, like game 10 next season, and Russell Westbrook is on a fast break and Grayson Allen pulls out the old leg whip and tries to, to trip Russell Westbrook down onto the floor um, and, and probably successfully knocks him over? What happens at that point? Does uh, I think Grayson Allen still be alive? You'll see the animalistic tendencies in Russ come out, and you'll see Grayson Allen die on the fucking floor that night. I think you'll I see. So. I think you'll see Stephen Adams step up to him, and then you'll look over out of the tunnel, and and out of nowhere comes Enos Cantor. He's backing <laughs> up his boy Russ too, and he gets, his ass, he gets his ass whooped by two seven footers. 
Steven <laughs> Adams is going to be that um, that viral video from Twitter today of the guy doing the people's elbow on that alligator. Yeah, on the alligator. <laughs> on the it's so much that hilarious. That's going to that be so Steven cool. Adams on Grayson now whenever he leg whips Russell Westbrook. That's awesome. That was an awesome video, man. That dude, like, shout out whoever that guy is. Shout out to that guy because that was a that was a hell of an elbow drop, man. He got some elevation on that bitch. Yeah, they're about to get like eaten alive. That was yeah. Crazy. Like, shout out to that guy. He's almost as cool as the guy that went up and saved his dog from the kangaroo and then fist fought him. Do you remember that video? Yeah, <laughs> kind of boxing that match. Great, that was a great video, man. All right. So, any other thoughts on the Thunder's picks? Um, we haven't even really talked about the Thunder's picks. So, as we broke at the beginning of the video, the Thunder have traded for Hamadou Diallo. Uh, I'm gonna love saying or, that name whenever not I talk. Officially, about but still, hopefully, still you say his name, man. You're, <laughs> you're whenever I'm covering G League games, I'm gonna talk about Hamadou Diallo. Okay. Um, they also drafted. Hold on, let me get my notes here. They drafted Devin Hall from virginia he can actually shoot it pretty good he's an older guy he's a senior um but he can shoot it pretty good he shot like 43 percent from the three-point line apparently he's a kind of a a jack of all trades three and d kind of guy and like we mentioned earlier they drafted kevin hervey small forward from ut arlington he's six seven with a seven three wingspan and no and knees completely shot knees <laughs> i have a hot take here out of the two, out of the two guys we drafted, plus Diallo, one maybe two of those guys even make the G League roster. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think I think, Diallo, I think we cool. take those three guys into a uh, summer league, and one, if not two, or guys were just like you know, it's not working out. Yep, I could definitely see that. That wouldn't be surprising at all. Um, Anything else about these these Thunder picks that you guys want to talk about? So, Hervey kind of seems like kind of seems like the pressing mold. I think he's a really good athlete. I think he fell a lot, obviously, because of his two knee injuries. And I think that if he's healthy, he could be a similar to a, you know, I honestly, I maybe like a Houston or like a less defensive minded Dre. That's kind of why I read about him, anyways. Maybe with a little more offense. Um, Devin Hall kind of seems like apparently he's the opposite. He's not much of a, from what I read, the article I sent you guys, not a huge uh, athlete, doesn't really play above the rim, but can dish the ball really well. Uh, kind of transformed his game from his freshman year to the rest of his season, where he kind of transitioned from being a three point shooter to more of a distributor. So you can do a little bit of both. Um, so I don't know. I mean, at that range, we can't be too upset because we picked 53 and 57. But when you got guys like Shake Milton and even like Alonzo Trier, uh, the Greek Freak Jr. is what I've been calling him. Uh, yeah. You know, his Giannis' his little brother. I feel like there are some guys up there that they could have taken that could at least contribute at some point for this team, if not even I, this year. I think Shake and Alonzo both could have contributed this season. So another question for you guys. Let me get everyone's opinion on this. The Thunder have two two-way contracts they can give out next year. This year, those belong to P.J. Dozier and Daniel Hamilton. Next season, they can – you know, the, the, those two guys are no longer on two-ways anymore. At least I don't think. I don't think they signed two-year deals for their two-way. So the Thunder will be able to sign two more players to two-way deals from their G League roster. Um, tell me how many of the people that they drafted tonight will – 
ever well, next season in a two-way contract or on just a rookie scale deal will sit on the OKC Thunder bench, not the blue bench, but the Thunder bench. At least one game out of these three players, um, how many will sit the bench for the Oklahoma City Thunder next season? I say one. And if we're saying who could the second guy be on a two-way contract, um, especially outside of who he drafted, I think we get dressed uh, desperate enough to bring up uh, that Bryce Alford guy from UCLA. Uh, I think we get desperate enough for some shooting this year that we may try him. Maybe it's a good okay. point. Okay, Taylor, how many of these three guys that we drafted tonight will sit at least one game on a Thunder bench next season? If I were a betting man, I'd say zero. But if I'm going with one of them, I'm going to say that assuming, according to Woj, just just trade would uh, not be able to happen until July 6th. But if we somehow trade for Diallo, I think he would be the one out of these three that would get playing time, or sorry, would get a spot on the Thunders bench um, over the blue. Yep. Calmer, what do you think? Yeah, none of those guys are ever going to suit up in OKC uh, as far as the the peak. None of those guys will ever be on the bench with Russ in them unless there's like a freak slew of injuries that just happened in like in the next couple of weeks. Like that one year when Perry Jones started at point guard. <laughs> and dropped a solid 30 point. Yeah, I was at that game. <laughs> that was a good game, man. So um, none of those, none, none of them will ever play. And like, honestly, the most you're going to ever hear their, na- hear their names are probably while watching or listening to this. Yeah. yeah. So I, how, I, I, I could be, I could be way off, but how different is that guy we drafted with the 57 pick than Rashawn Thomas we already have on the blue? Yeah, I don't probably I, not much. know about either of those guys. So <laughs> um, I, I, I think there's a chance, maybe not next year, but the, the following year that Tomadou Diallo gets a two-way deal and gets called up to practice with the Thunder a bit. Um, he, he is probably, of the three guys they drafted, I think the guy that has the best chance to – um, at least get some playing time in his career in the NBA as far as probably just an end of the bench guy or like a super athletic, like hustle guy. Um, but he, he definitely fits the thunder mold of being super athletic and can't shoot the ball to save. Yeah. That's so true. So, uh, let's, let's move on from the draft. Let's spend about the last five minutes that we're going to be on here talking about free agency. Uh, free agency will begin next Saturday night at about 11 p.m. time because that, that'll be midnight Eastern. We are planning on doing a video next Saturday night. We're, we're going to go live uh, right as free agency starts and just talk for like half an hour. And our plan is each evening, so the night of July 1st, the night of July 2nd, the night of July 3rd, if something happens the night of July 4th, we want to go live for about 25, 30 minutes, take some questions, and just break down the free agent signings of the day. But with free agency about seven or eight days away, one question I want to ask you guys right now, because honestly, like us and every other podcast and all these websites and everything – We've beat the Paul George, the LeBron James, the the this, the that. We beat all that to death. One that we haven't talked about a whole awful lot that I'm interested to get your guys' opinions on is the Thunder have another fairly important free agent in Jeremy Grant. 
He's going to be unrestricted free agent going into July 1st. He's had comments saying that he would like to come back and play for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Do you think Jeremy Grant will be back in a Thunder uniform next year? And what type of contract do you think he will get on the open market, considering that there is not a whole lot of money, a whole lot of cap space out in the league this summer? Uh, Kamiar, I'm going to start with you. Do you think Jeremy Grant is back? And what kind of contract do you think he ends up with, regardless if he's back or not? I mean, I think he might be back, depending upon another another agent that's on the Thunder that plays small forward. Like, if Paul George Josh is... Jesus? Yeah, Josh says if Paul George does not come back, I don't think they're going to spend eight million bucks on Jeremy Grant. I think they're going to try as hard as they can to get underneath the tax cap. So I don't know. It's kind of contingent on another guy that's probably not coming back. As far as Jeremy Grant's contract, would I foresee him like earning this coming year? Uh, I would say, I mean, if, if Andre Robertson can get ten million dollars a year in this climate whatever you want to call it i would say jeremy grant's probably getting getting seven to nine million okay nick what do you think yeah i'm the same way i don't have any idea it's it's really hard to say until we know how the rest of the dominoes fall obviously i'd like to keep him but i i agree if pg leaves it's kind of to the point where we got to start saving a little bit of money yeah for sure. Taylor, what do you got? So I think a lot of that's going to pin, be pending on Carmelo Anthony and if they end up going with a buyout with him. So if we could buy him out, I think, you know, his contract next season for like $28 million. Mm-hmm. If we could talk him into like a $20 million buyout and have about $8 million left, I think they try to give all that to Jeremy Grant. Uh, kind of like a mid-level exception type, type package. Uh, and I agree. I think it just really depends on what Paul George is going to do. He's kind of the first domino for the Thunder in the sense that LeBron is the first domino for the free agents this season. So we'll see. Um, I'd really like to have Jeremy back, obviously. But, you know, there's a couple other free agents that are available also. Some notes I have. Jordan Crawford is opting out contract with the Timberwolves. Rudy Gay is opting out of his contract with the Spurs. Now, those are two guys that are probably looking at rings at this point in their career, and they're maybe wanting to go to a certain place that another Thunder player has gone in the past. Um, those would be some cool options to look at if we cannot bring back Jeremy Grant. I know Nick mentioned this, and you guys agreed that with kind of the dry market this season, there's some guys like Avery Bradley, who the Thunder were linked to during uh, the trade deadline with his injuries and his injury history. He may not, may not be making a lot of money this summer. So if he comes over to the Thunder, we can get him for – you know, probably not the vet minimum, but a thousand or two above that. That'd be really, really cool. And I think uh, it's a gamble you have to make. So I think the Thunder have options, even if we can't, you know, or if say somebody comes in and offers Jeremy Grant a lot of money, I think there's still options out there. For sure. Um, two more free agents the Thunder have that uh, just quick fire. Raymond Felton. Will Raymond Felton be back in Oklahoma City next year, Nick? Uh, normally I would say no, but I'm not sure who would replace him with. So probably. Yeah. All right. Call me R. Will Raymond Felton be back in Oklahoma city next year? Yes, but I hope not. Okay. Taylor, what do you got? I'm saying yes, because we didn't get a point. I mean, outside <laughs> this Virginia kid, we didn't get a point card in this draft. Okay. Now last one, Josh Hustis. Taylor's Josh Hustis back in Oklahoma city next fall. I don't think so. Nope. Call me on Josh Eustis. No. 
Nick. Hell no. Oh, all right. <laughs> Easy enough. All right. Well, hey, we appreciate all uh, all 12 people that tuned in tonight. Um, <laughs> we understand it's about midnight and it is a work night. So we really appreciate you guys jumping yeah. on and hanging out with us. Yeah, it's not bad. We're, we're, we're planning on doing this again next weekend for free agency. Hopefully we can get a, a little more feedback. We will also rip this audio and drop it as a podcast for the people who could not watch live. So if you if you are listening to the podcast, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. Make sure you follow all of us individually, Nick, Kamiar, Taylor, and myself. You can find our Twitters via the Uncontested's Twitter. Um, and check the podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, anywhere you subscribe to podcasts to. Again, we appreciate you guys. We hope you enjoyed the NBA draft this evening. And we will talk to you soon with the start of NBA free agency coming up. So you guys take it easy and thunder up. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.